0: All right. Very good. Well, welcome this morning to The Journey. Um, I appreciate you all letting me teach this morning on a topic. Uh, We're going to be talking about, like Steve said, missions and missionaries and just really getting the mission mind, mission focused, because, I mean, when you think about it, I know when I... Used to go to church and and think about missionaries, and we come from a very mission-minded church. It's like missionaries, they're just a whole different breed. They just sacrifice everything and move to the other side of the world. But really, uh, God has called us all to be missionaries, right? And uh, we need to have that mission mind. So I want to talk about it like usual. I want to make it um, active and engaging uh, because God wants us to engage in this and to really consider it because that's the whole reason why he saved us is to change our heart and engage in missions. So um, let's see. Um, we had to We had to download this to Jim's computer, so hopefully I can work this okay okay so God's purpose today first of all we're going to be talking about uh, three main purposes God's purpose for his mission why mission what is the need what is the purpose and where do you fit into God's plan And, and in all of this I want you to just think about it and think about where you fit in to God's overall plan, because if you're here today, if you're born again, if you're saved, God wants to use you, and he wants you to fit into that plan, and his mission is to use all of us. And in that, using, using us, using our lives to reproduce the gospel, uh, he'll change our heart. And he wants to give us his heart because his heart is for mission, right? So why why mission? Why do you think? Yeah, Kevin. To, to show people the love of Christ. Right, right. There was a, I watched a show that uh, had a guy named Arthur Blessed. Uh-huh. And he carried the cross for 38,000 miles across every single... Continent, right? Nation, right? Yeah, right. So, right. I mean, that was a mission, right? Right. Well, you know, I I think, um, and Pam talked a little bit about. Uh, like taking a, I guess you would call it, discovery trip to Monmouth. Do they call those discovery trips? Uh, It's like a a little uh, domestic, short-term mission. Um, I went on one uh, to Monmouth. I took a trip uh, two years ago and went up there. And um, it really, just like... I've taken other mission trips. I've only taken one international, and I went to Honduras, where Lionel and Aminta are from, and that was was amazing. It really did. It changed the way I look at the gospel. It changed the way I look at people. But I went to um, Monmouth, and everybody can go on a short-term mission, right? Anybody can do that, Pam was trying to promote it last week, and it really is it will change it 'll change your life because you have to you really have to sacrifice your time and a little bit of money and your energies and go up and just serve people but God will change your heart and I remember um, I went up there a couple of years ago, and when I first got there, the men were got together and um, uh, Brian Calloway was there. Brian Calloway is a, m- a missionary that we support. And, um, uh, I've known Brian for a little while. He came and did his testimony on Friday night, and he came and did his testimony for me on Tuesday night in Life Issues and uh, got to know Brian you know, pretty well. And so we're talking, and we went um, on Saturday night before the conference started, and uh, he invited me to go up with him. They were going to uh, a mission where they preach the gospel. I think Bob Berry, if any of you know him. Um, and then they, they went to like the next town over and they take, you know, the message once a week to the mission. And I was in the back seat, so I got to talk to Brian Calloway and kind of pick his brain. And I asked him a question that I'll never, never forget. And I'm, I'm like, uh, so how do you know, how did you know that God was calling you and he was calling you to the mission field and calling you specifically to Zambia and he said man that's an excellent question <laughs> and he he, he he gave me a, a, a long answer about it and how God just used him where he was at and he trained him in ministry and um and he and he just little by little began to pull him in that direction but he said you know the key verse that really solidified it for me was psalm 37:4 does anybody does anybody want to have a bible want to read that for me psalm 37:4 Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Right. Thirty seven four says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Delight thyself also. And you know, Brian's a lot like like me, he has a background, came out of addiction and and all those things. And when you think of reading God's word, and it says, delight thyself also in the Lord, right? We delight ourselves in many things in our life, right? It's easy to delight in things, but to delight yourself also, to do that you know, like he was explaining, getting involved in ministry, getting involved in the things that God was doing, God began to change his heart little by little and draw him to Zambia, and he did a discovery trip. He went over there on a short-term mission, and, and he gave him that verse. And he said, God, what God really did is he changed my desires to his desires. And he gave me his heart. And that's really, man, that's, that's it in a nutshell. God wants to take us and use us in such a way that we begin to have the heart of Jesus Christ. We have the heart of God, right? So let me pray, and and we'll get started, and we'll talk about these topics here. Father, I thank you so much that uh, everyone that's here this morning, I thank you for um, all the things that you're doing in this class and, and in this church. Lord, we, we are so blessed to be a part of a church that really has your heart, that follows the heartbeat of God, that's mission-minded, and that is is um, engaged in your mission, not only just here in Harrisonville, um, here in the Midwest, but all over the world and on a micro and on a macro level, Lord, we just praise you that we can be a part of that. And we just ask that today, this morning, you would help us to look inside our own heart and have you guide us maybe our conscience and show us um, how we can b- better be involved and how can we have the heart of Christ and be engaged in your mission and we thank you and we praise you Lord we love you in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. so why mission uh, we talked about that a little what is the need right we're going to talk about that what is the purpose What is your purpose more specifically, and where do you fit in? Where do we fit in to the mission? Uh, I hit the wrong button. There it is. Okay, God's purpose for his mission. First of all, why should we be mission-minded? Luke 19.10, this is one of the greatest verse because it says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Right? He came down to this earth. God stepped down out of his throne room to seek you and me. Right. Those that were lost. And that's his whole mission to seek and save that which was lost. So this is God's heart. And it's all about missions. Right. Jesus said this three times in the Gospel of John. He said he, he made this statement. And then he says, the Father has sent me. Three times. And you know, what does it mean when when it says something? Three times, especially in a specific place. Right. He's emphasizing it. What does the number three stand for? The Trinity. Trinity. God. The divine, right? Yeah his purpose his heart Jesus said this and and I I don't know I just typed it in the father has sent me and and that's why it's highlighted there and three times it says it in the in the gospel of John right Jesus said but I have greater witness than that of John 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 the Baptist right he was he was the last prophet right he was on a mission what what was his mission <clears throat> Set the path what? Set the path forward. Yes, set the path to prepare the way, like Malachi 4 2, I think, says. Right, to prepare the way of the Messiah. So he said, But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given to me to finish, the same works that I do. Bear witness of me, that, or that I do, bear witness of me, that the Father hath sent me, right. And then he says it again in John 6:57. and you know John six is about what is he? He says, I am the the bread, the bread. Yeah, it's the bread chapter, right? And we know what that symbolizes, that he's our provision, right? He's our, he's our spiritual sustenance. So he says, as the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father. So he that eateth me, talking about the bread of life, even he shall live by me, right? How do, how do we live daily? It's by taking in the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. Because the Father has sent him for that purpose, right? And then, this makes it a little bit more personal, right at the end of John, John chapter 20, verse 21, that he says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me. Even so, I send you, Right? He makes it a little more personal there. Why mission? Because God's commanded us, right? He's commissioned us, right? A co-mission. He wants to invite us in to be a part of His mission. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. But that, that phase, three times the Father has sent, sent me. So when you look at the word sent in the Greek it shows up as apostello, right? The Greek word for sent. That, those three verses, every time it says sent, and many times throughout the New Testament, it's referring to this word apostello, right? It's apostello, send, and we get apostello, right? And um, the word mission, comes from that word it's a latin word that means to send right but you'll never find mission or missions or missionary in the bible once right it's not in there because it's it's a latin word right and but you but apostle. what oh. but you will find the concept right, He's Just, right. It's the, the word apostle right the apostle right that's the that's the uh, translation for the Greek apostle, right? It's to send forth um, or to send on a service or with a co-mission, right? So um, God wants to send us on a mission, right? Because why did He save us? To send us, to send us, right? Right. So, the mind and heart of a Christian. Let's look at this. Um, So, the characteristics of the majority of Christians in the world, okay, on the left-hand side, they go to church, they pray, they are good people, they read their Bible, hopefully, and some are hypocritical, right? I mean... You've, we're all hypocritical right right so i mean that's the majority of christians right right so the key is the key is how do we keep from being hypocritical we get engaged in God and his plan, his mission, and we we have our heart changed, right? God begins to change our beliefs and our values and the way we look at life, right? So Matthew 28:18 and you all know this as uh, the great commission, right? Can somebody read that? And somebody else if you'd look up Matthew 9 37 and 38. I got that one. Okay. Matthew 9, 38. Right. I'll do Matthew 28? Yes. Please. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. that's, That's powerful when you read that, isn't it? It is. Right? And, you know, one of the main reasons why we don't experience power in our life, I think a lot of times, is because we're not engaged in God's mission. Right? we're not mission minded we're not thinking of other people or what he's he's doing in the world because he says all power is given unto me right yeah. we just need to be in Christ and into what he's doing right and we can experience the same thing we can be a part of what he's doing in the world and his plans and so then he commands us, right? Because he says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? Teaching them. Teaching them what? <clears throat> How to be saved first, right? And then you see baptizing, being being obedient, right? That's the first step of of obedience after you get saved. And then teaching them again. Here it's talking about, to observe all things, he's talking about discipleship, right? Yeah. So evangelizing, baptizing them, teaching teaching Christians to be obedient, and then and then uh, discipling them, training them. Uh, and Matthew 9, 37 and 38, who has that? I do. Uh, then saith unto his disciples, the harvest is truly planned. But the laborers are few. Pray ye, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, and He will send forth laborers unto His harvest. Right. So that that's where Jesus invites us into the mission, right? Yeah. The labor, the 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 harvest is plenteous, right? It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every, but the need is so great out there, but the laborers are few right it's a different story in Christianity today even in America is getting out and sharing the gospel because people are lost and dying and going to hell right so I mean it's it's a it's a mandate right it's a command and you know, if we want to experience all the the good things that go along with it, we need to be engaged in God's plan, right? Pray ye the Lord of the harvest, right? It's his it's his harvest, right? We just need to get on board with God's with God's heart and his mindset, right? So, let's look at the characteristics of on the other side, the the characteristics of the mission-focused Christian. Okay, a uh, mission-focused Christian acknowledges the universal love and desire of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First John 4:10. Who wants to read that? yeah 410 1st John 1st John 1st John herein is love not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins yeah it makes you think of John 316 right What is what is that For God so loved the world that he sent, there's that word, apostella, he sent his only begotten son, right? It repeats that because it's God's heart because he wants to love people, right? And he wants us to be a part of it, to love people also, and that's how we love God, right? So, <clears throat> the second thing is recognize uh, the diversity and composition found in the world. Again, Luke nineteen ten. What was that? For the son of man that's come to seek and to save that which was lost. Right. The son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. What was lost? Soul. Souls. Souls. Right? Actually, God's image. Remember, Adam was, born, was created in the image of God. Right? Everybody else was created in the image of Adam. Right. Everybody else was created in his likeness, in his image. Right? So, through Jesus Christ, he, he could save that which was lost. He could restore the image of God, the image which is Jesus Christ within us. And that's his whole purpose for his mission, right? So the the next thing is recognize the prime importance of Christian mission. Uh, Recognize his or her responsibility for a mission. So let me ask you, and you don't have to answer this, but how do you recognize your responsibility to be engaged in God's mission, right? I think most everybody in here does. That's why I just really enjoy being a part of this, a part of this class and being a part of, of, uh, this church and especially this class, because when you get, when you get down to it, I mean, this church has a heart for mission. It has a heart for outreach. It has a heart for lost souls. And that's what it's all about. I mean, we live in a world today where you know, the need is so very great. So, I I thank you guys. I, I thank you for that. So, um, four things to recognize to be involved in missions, right? Go, send, welcome, pray, right? Go, we know what that is, right? Anytime you see go, usually in the Bible, what does that re- refer to? It's action, word yeah, doing yeah. something. Doing something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pushing forward. It it's not talking about it. It's not sitting around. Yeah. It's very good, Jim. It's it's no, just committing thing. yourself, right? Sure. Committing yourself to what God commands us to do and going with it, right? Go ye therefore right? The Great Commission. And send, that's the greatest thing. You know, there's a lot of churches in America today, but very few of them send out missionaries. You know, this church has its own mission board. It sends out missionaries, right? Jim went over last last week the the approved and supported, right? Yeah. Or supported and approved, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, so. It, it, you're right. It is cool. Our church actually sends out, like, like the Clinton, we're going in a few weeks. We, right. We're one of us. Right. We are one of us. Right, from right. Pierce, up in Shiloh. Right. He's from this church. That's amazing. Very few churches do that. You know it? That's God's whole plan. It's His mission, right? He wants to use us to reproduce, not only just reproduce Christians, but reproduce churches that reproduce Christians, right? But we've got to be willing to go. We've got to be willing to send. We've got to be willing to welcome right? I mean, it's very important that we get a lot of people through our doors, right? It's very important to welcome people in because in the day and age we live in, they can feel very stigmatized or nervous about coming to church. So having the heart of God is one that welcomes people with open arms, right? And then pray you know how, how can you engage in mission maybe maybe you know there's a statement well I think it was Manly Beasley helped me out with this Steve that said that not everybody is called to a foreign mission field but every man should struggle with the possibility, <laughs> struggle with the possibility. right right yeah very good Clifford Clark, Clifford Clark yeah. I think you're right Yeah, I think you're right. Clifford Clark. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. So, I mean, we should all struggle with the possibility, but you know what? We should not struggle with the possibility of being a part of God's mission right here. Whether it be just to your family, to people on your job, your friends, uh, co-workers, ministry, outreach ministry of this church. Financial or personal. Right, and prayer. Yeah, the last thing. I mean, you can be a part of a prayer support team for missionaries. Um yeah, I'm on the prayer support team for New Life, the the place we're going uh, on March 22nd. So that was really cool to, to be a part of that and to pray for them and see all the, the things that are going on in their what first year and a half of New Life. About three years almost now. Is but, yeah, the year three. Wow. Is it really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. Wow. But it's cool because, you know, you get to see them grow. You can see how they develop and all the things they do. And it makes us more mission-minded, right? And it changes. You know what? It changes me. It changes you when we do that. Okay, so the next thing is learn about world missions, right? We can get so focused on our own life, on on a micro level, right, that it almost becomes, what do you call it, uh, not introverted, but turned inward, we become turned inward introverted. is not introverted that 's not the one i 'm thinking of internalized yeah, somewhat but but when we think on a macro level, when we think of missionaries across the world, you know we begin to see what god 's doing. On a, And it makes us more, uh, we can acknowledge what God's doing elsewhere in the whole world. And it broadens our vision, right? And then we can pray for the world, right? How many of us, I wonder, pray for the world? That's kind of a broad term. I mean, you know, you think of the world, the world's in a mess, you know? But I think you know, as a child, I was taught to. Yeah. As an adult, when you're going through things and you're so focused on your 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 pain and your issues and your turmoil, right? I think uh, we all need a reminder that, that it's it's bigger. Right. God is bigger than everything. And right. There's things going on, so when you step out of yourself and you do a mission or you, you help someone else. Yeah, when you're going through something. I mean, it really turns your your outlook around. Exactly, that's perfect. Someone else, you know. Yeah, that's perfect. God changes our heart through it, right? That's perfect. Thank you for that. Um, so we pray for the world goes into the world. That's mission trips or discovery trips or. Uh, We used to have, every once in a while, I think we still do, uh, discipleship trips where you can take discipleship to other churches. And uh, so that's a little bit different. But uh, there's always something that you're doing when you go to that location, whether it be helping out with the kids in Mammoth or going down to Owaco, to Mexico and helping um, uh, out with their building project uh, or whatever. So it, the last thing is it changes... Our lifestyle to be better ready to engage in the mission, right? Like you were saying, Jennifer, it changes us, it changes our lifestyle, changes our heart, changes everything about us, right? So, mission what is the need, right? The need is great, right? And Jim went over. Um, I, I don't know if you went over these exact statistics. Um, I, I got them on the on the paper. I have not referred to my notes because my notes are a little backwards. But it's on the second page. Um, if you want to, if you want to look at those, um, the condition of the world. The need is great, right? Seven point eight billion people are on planet Earth today. Almost 8 billion people, right? 3.15 are unreached. 42% of the world population are unreached, right? And Jim went over what unreached people groups are, right, Jim? What, yeah. What's an unreached people group? Uh, well, we, we talked about the 1040 window where most of these people live. Yeah. You know, mid the, uh, right. right, the... Right, 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 right. So. Good. And actually, I think I'm going to use these next week on my candy bar bonus questions, just to okay. let everybody know. Okay. So we need to, okay. pay to the path. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great if you could follow up because I've got. <clears throat> um, I just want to go real quick through this. 1.75 billion are Muslims. I think Jim covered that last week. 1.14 are Hindu. 15.3 percent. 98.4 or 98 984 million are non-religious. Right. So whether they be atheist or they're just agnostic, they're just non-religious, and that's good, right? The nuns. We don't want people to be religious, right? They're perfect. We can take the gospel and show them that it's what? It's, about faith. it's a relationship, right? It's not about religion. So that's, that's the kind of thing that we need to focus on. Um, 488 billion are Buddhists. 703 million are of an ethnic religion, including Chinese religion. So 69% of all unreached people groups lie within a region, like Jim said, called the 1040 window. Right? And what is that? Does anybody know what that is? 10 10 degrees north and 40 degrees south. Now, 40 degrees on up oh, north, no. so it's from 10 to 40 degrees north, right, right, that swath oh. across Europe, yeah. yeah, Europe and northern Africa and Asia. Yeah. So um, that's called the 1040 window. So in A.D. 100, there were 360 people for every believer. Now there's 7.3 people for every believer. In A.D. 100, there were 12 unreached people groups for every congregation. That's 67% of the population. Now check this out. 67% of the population from A.D. 30... Which was what when Jesus started his ministry started it, yeah, it was three and a half years that he that he did his ministry, so from a d thirty to now they 've never heard the gospel sixty seven percent that 's amazing, right? The need is great So now there is one unreached people group for every 1,000 congregations. Um, There shouldn't be any, should there? Uh, 91% of foreign missionaries work in already reached people groups. 10% work among unreached people groups, Uh, despot Despite Christ's command to evangelize, 67% of all humans from A.D. 30, this repeats it, to today have never heard of the name of Jesus Christ, right? Uh, Drop down to the bottom. 70 million people die every day in the unreached world without Jesus Christ. The reason for the mission, okay? This is it. The reason for the mission is that there is a plague in the world today, right? It's infected every human being on planet Earth. Yeah, it's called sin, right? The need is so great. I mean, they talk about the coronavirus, but you know what? Sin is so much more deadly. It it, it it causes the wages of sin is death. Right. I found out recently... Uh, the true meaning of the word death. It means separation. Right. So it, it separates our. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's that eternal separation from God. Right. And you know what? That is a scary thing. Right. To be eternally separated from your Creator. Whew. So, nobody wants that. So, we've got to get the message out because he entrusted it to us, right? So, the reason for mission is there's a plague in the world today that's infected every human being and it's called sin. So, we want to look at three things for the reason for mission. God is pursuing a global purpose to reconcile all things to himself, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. I love this verse it says therefore if any man right any woman any child if any man be in Christ he she is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation right he gave us that ministry of reconciliation it's his global purpose to reconcile all things to himself the second thing is god intentionally acts to affect all peoples to defeat defeat evil spiritual powers and draw to himself voluntary loving worshipers john chapter 4 you all probably know this the woman at the well it's one of my favorite stories in all the Bible. The woman at the well, right? She was in Samaria. The Jews went all the way around Samaria. Jesus went right through the hot right through the heart of hostile territory for a Jew from Jerusalem, right? Because he was on a mission for that one woman, right? Just like he is for you and for me. He came right down into the middle of our sin-infested world for you and for me, right? But the problem is all the other stuff in the world, right? That Samaria was a place of nothing but idolatry and false worship, right? So, what did he say to the woman? The woman was talking about that with him and he said, but the hour cometh... And now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, right? For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God wants us to worship Him in spirit and in truth, right? Not only with our whole heart, but in in the way that he he desires for us to worship him he wants us to be a part of leading people into the through the mission he wants us to be a part of leading people into true worship right amen amen so the the third thing is the distinct, the distinction between God's purpose and God's plan is the reason for God's mission. Romans 8, 28 and 29 and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Remember that verse, Steve? Yes, I do. It's got a special meaning between yeah. me and Steve. Um, and it goes on. That's This is His purpose, right? That's why I have it highlighted. It's His purpose for each and every one of us, right? For whom He did foreknow... He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, right? He came to seek and to save the lost so that he could restore his lost image in us, right? And that's what—that's the whole purpose for his mission, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, right? And gain all all the praise and all the glory, right? We give it to him. So, the next thing is God's purpose has three distinct attributes, right? This is the last part. He has three distinct attributes, which are He's for people, His mission is always for people, it's toward God. He desires worship to come to him, and it's against evil, God's plan for his kingdom. So for people, God intends to bring redemptive blessing to every people. Crucifixion was a missionary act to redeem us from sin, right? Titus two thirteen and 14 says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify us unto himself, a peculiar people. Now, some of us are peculiar people, but he wants to make us peculiar in a very special way, that we would be zealous of good works, right? That we would engage in His mission, that He might redeem us. What what a what a wonderful word, you know? What a wonderful sound that He might redeem. Who knows what does that mean to be redeemed? Like to buy again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. to purchase us our debt, right? Like you said, Kevin, the wages of sin is death, and our debt was it was greater than the national debt you know it was so great it was astronomical and only he could pay the price with the the highest price ever right the blood of his own son Jesus Christ so that redemption should be near and dear to every one of our hearts right that's why we do missions Right. So, the second thing is the mission uh, attribute is that it's toward God. God desires worship to come to Him. Right. And I love this because it says it in three different places. I, I've got listed the first place is in First Chronicle sixteen twenty eight, where <clears throat> David wrote this. He said, "Given to the Lord." Ye kindreds of the people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Right? He says the same thing two other places. Three times he says this very same thing, right? He says it in Psalm 29, verse 1 and 2, and he says it in Psalm 96, verse 8 and 9. It's amazing, I mean he, it's a powerful statement because God, the reason for missions is that he's drawing all people to himself, and he's changing our heart in the process when we engage in it, right so it's valuable on on every level. Um, and then the last thing is it's against evil, God's plan for his kingdom. Psalm one hundred three nineteen says, "The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom." I think it cut part of that off, didn't it? Did it cut part of that? Can can somebody read that? Psalm one hundred three nineteen. Psalm twenty nine one hundred three. Yeah, one hundred three nineteen. I got. It. The Lord hath prepared. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. The Lord hath prepared His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. And His kingdom ruleth over all. That's what it cut off. Ruleth over all, right? Yeah. God's kingdom is a place that we all. if we're saved, we're born again, we're born into that kingdom. It's an amazing thing. And someday we'll be there on all three levels, body, soul, and spirit. But we want, God wants to use us to invite other people into that kingdom. So hopefully today, um, hopefully through this period that we're going over missions and missionaries, uh, it might God can use this to maybe prick your heart and make you uh, a little more knowledgeable or um, uh, understanding of the need and your place and how you fit into God's God's overall mission. So uh, is there any questions? Anybody have any questions before we before we pray? I think time's up, so. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And I thank you guys for your, your uh, comments and questions. And uh, I thank you for having a heart for God. Because that encourages me a lot. And encourages everybody. So, thank you. Father, I uh, thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be the greatest, the ultimate missionary. Our our hero, our savior, our Lord, we thank you so much that you did for us what we could never do for ourselves. And Lord, we just ask that um, you would help to draw us unto you and be a part of your mission of drawing other people. To yourself, Lord, we we ask that you you just uh, encourage us, empower us, and equip us to do the mighty work of your kingdom, the mission that you've set before us, and we will give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hold on just one second, if you can. is this what you want the title to be right here for when i put it on there uh yeah it's on on the the website website. all right